Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the first episode of the Prospects and Props podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eister. Yes, they've put us back together again. The dynamic duel has returned, and we have a fun podcast here that is launching today uh, and is going to cover you all throughout the football season. A lot of fun. We're putting the NFL draft, gambling, football, all those buckets covered here on the show. Uh, Jamie, I know you're excited to do this. I'm excited to do this. The chaos that the two of us are going to be able to be a part of uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, excited to do another podcast with you and excited for the content. You know, this is going to be an interesting crossover with, you know, everything we have know and that we know about from the draft side, from the the betting side of things to, you know, carrying us over in season when we start talking about specific weekly game player props and all this other stuff. But I think we got a pretty uh, a doozy of a topic to kick off this relaunch with the new Prospects and Props podcast. Yeah, to, I mean, it wouldn't be us if I didn't make a wrestling reference here at the beginning of the show. You booked out the first week of programming here on the show. You said, hey, I gave it some thought. Here are some ideas. I said, yes, that's exactly what I'd like to do on the show. So uh, a, a fun week here to kick us off as it is draft month. We are counting down the days until the 2023 NFL draft. And so the first part of the of the podcast name is Prospects. So let's talk about Prospects, specifically the guy who's going to hear his name called first. And Jamie, you have the title here of today's show being who is going to be the number one overall pick. And I mean, if you if you happen to know, you want to just tell us so we can go ahead and get those bets in ahead of time, because clearly if you're you don't you don't ask a question unless you know the answer to it. So uh, contraire. But no, look, if, if I knew, trust me, we would know. But I, I appreciate that we have some mystery surrounding this pick and we've had some mystery now for two years in a row. Obviously, what we knew about. Burrow, we knew about Trevor. Lo- I mean, feels like we knew about Trevor Lawrence for like two or three years in yeah, three seasons. Yeah. Pick. And you know, last year we had a little bit of back and forth. If there was a little bit of what was it going to be? Aiden Hutchinson? Is it going to be at the time? Uh, you know, Ike McQuanu's name popped up in there. Then late in the process, Trevon Walker started to pick up some buzz, and he ended up getting the first overall pick. Where like this year, there's legitimately four players that have a realistic shot at going with the number one pick. They're all at the same position, which makes things really interesting. We've had a trade up to the number one mm-hmm. spot. And, you know, as we're sitting here, you know, you're listening to this podcast on April 3rd. We are three and a half weeks from night one of the draft. And there's not really a consensus. Now, if you look at the betting markets, they will tell you that the consensus is that CJ Stroud is the number one overall pick based on his odds. I would tell you I am not that confident, and and I think those odds are, quite frankly, incorrect based on the info that I have. That's not to say that C.J. Stroud couldn't be the number one pick or that he's not in contention, but him being the odds-on favorite and and a pretty heavy odds-on favorite depending on where you're betting uh, is, pardon the pun, a little odd to me. Like I don't think there's the betting market has more conviction than the NFL and probably inside the building of the Panthers have of who's going number one overall right now. I think the the interesting takeaway that I had from from what you just said there is in years past we've had had this, you know, this is the guy that's going to go number one. And, and more recently we've we've had a little bit more silly season, a little bit more chaos yeah. of what teams are going to do at the, the top spot. But Jamie, the years that you have mentioned have all been about 
defensive-minded player, specifically last year, right? It was three, it was two defensive players and Ike McWanu and offensive tackle. Very rarely do you feel this kind of chaos with quarterbacks. Yeah. I think the last time we could say that there was this level of chaos was the Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen group of quarterbacks where nobody really knew until the day of that Cleveland was going to go Baker at number one. I mean, that's the most recent example I can have where you have four or five names that you're debating at the top spot at a quarterback position. And we we truly don't know what Carolina is going to do with the number one pick. And, and Chris, I, I love that comparison for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's the last one that we, we saw in that kind of craziness. And you can argue maybe a little bit before that the, uh, you know, the Goff Wentz draft there at the top. But what happened in that Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen draft? If you this remember, feels like a rhetorical question. Yeah, this feels like a rhetorical question that you were going to answer for me. If you remember, the Baker Mayfield going one buzz was about 36 hours in advance. Yeah. It was it was a lot of other options right up until we kind of got to just before the day before. And then there started to be some Baker Mayfield buzz. And that's where it kind of ended up being. And I see parallels happening here because right now everybody in the betting and quite frankly in the media space is just locked in. Oh, it's CJ Stroud one, Bryce Young two. I don't think that that's necessarily going to be the case. And I definitely don't have that strong of a conviction. Now, part of this is going to be kind of, we'll get into the, the top four options here. It's not going to be a defensive player. It's not going to be Will Anderson. It's not going to be Jalen Carter. I know those what? options are, are available to a you at various markets, but it's not a going quarterback's to be going to go number one. I'm, I'm shocked. Shocked, so we're I not, tell you. We're not going to even waste our time with that hypothetical. It's not happening. With the, once the Bears moved out of that pick, there was no chance this was going to be anything other than a quarterback. But, you know, right now I, I looked and I wanted to kind of give everybody an update on, we'll talk about how we would place our money here in a second but just to give everybody an update cj stroud is the some of us favorite. some of us on the show maybe have placed well, i don't want to talk about how much I, in I specific have. areas may, uh, may, may already be occurring I, i've knows? got too much too much already but right now cj stroud is anywhere between minus 240 and a minus 400 favorite uh depending on the book that you use okay fan duel right now has the best price if you wanted to bet on cj stroud uh at minus 240 but uh, I, I've heard from going back to the combine and, and since then that, believe it or not, Stroud's the one that has the least amount of buzz from the people I have talked to that are connected to the Panthers, uh, and which is really interesting to me. Uh, and again, is I, that I'm surprising? It's not surprising. It's only surprising given what the betting markets have turned into and sure, what the conversation but- has turned into. But and this is this is what the show's going to do. The gambling side says C.J. Stroud is is the favorite there, but there's not a lot of buzz there. Well, when I look at it from the prospect bucket, doesn't it feel like of these four quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud is the guy that would have the least amount of buzz, right? Like of the four, you would go upside with Richardson and Levis. You have the high end production of Bryce Young at Alabama, and C.J. Stroud, being an Ohio State quarterback, kind of just gets that meh bucket attached to him. Again, not his fault. Nothing he can do about that, but. I'm not surprised that there's no buzz because that kind of tracks. And normally I would agree with you, but from the second that the Panthers made this pick, there's just it's been this weird anointment that it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Well, I, right? I, I will say I I'll put my hand in the air. I mean, we did a Twitter Spaces after the trade, and you made me p- predict a couple of weeks ago when it happened, and I said C.J. Stroud. Now that was with no information. That was just my hunch. That was just a guess on things where they stand. But yeah, it felt like the moment that happened, C.J. Stroud was kind of anointed as the number one pick, and 
there's been nothing that walked us back from that, right? Nothing's really occurred to walk us off of that position. But I, I so even at the time when this trade happened, I was talking to, and by the way, I, I want to make this very clear. I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of insider that I'm not. The person, I'm, the people and the persons that I am talking to, it's not David Tepper. It's not Sky Fitter. And at the end of the day, those two men are going to make this decision. Yeah. So I, I, want to, makers. I, I want to preface what I'm saying of there are other people in the organization. There are scouts. There are other front office people that, that will have their opinions, have their research and whatnot. But ultimately, at the end of the day, those are the two men that are going to have to make this decision. So I, I want to preface it by saying that. So it's not like I'm getting it from David Tepper. But even when this trade went down. That'd be a good get though. Hold on. That'd be a good it get. It really would be. That would be a great source if you could pull that off. But, uh, but I, I was not able to pull that. But even okay. when the trade went down. The talk within that organization was not about C.J. Stroud. It was literally about all the other quarterbacks. And I know since like the, now that we're done with the pro day circuit, I know that the Panthers are a lot more impressed with Bryce Young than they were even when they made the trade uh, in terms of his arm talent. I think one of the comments was that I didn't know he had that good of an arm uh, is, is one of the comments I've heard. Um, they've been connected with Anthony Richardson a lot. And they like him a lot. And I think there's Who really helped himself there's at his pro day. Nobody that's had a better pre-draft cycle, right? Than Anthony Richardson. I, that pro day helped him immensely. Yeah. I think we were talking about Anthony Richardson as a potential top 10 pick. If a team like Seattle or Detroit got frisky and didn't want to wait until their second picks. I think after this pro day cycle, he's going in the top 10. I think the Raiders might be five. a team. I think the Raiders are a team at seven. I think that's about, that's yeah. about as low as I could see him falling at this point. And I know people don't want to hear it, but Will Levis is still on the table for the number one pick. And I, and I know he's he's the long shot according to the odds. And I know he actually is the opposite of Richardson's probably hasn't had a good cycle between not going to the senior bowl, you know, missing some things at the combine. There's been something, but you know what? There's we've heard, wow, it's got to be dating back to November now uh, about David Tepper being enamored with Will Levis and the idea of him being part of the team. Now that was before they made the trade up to one, but I also heard they made the trade up to one because they tried to trade to three and the asking price was very similar. So I, I don't think that I know a lot of times you look at it, it's like, Oh, why would you trade all the way up to one for a Will Levis? Or why would you trade all the way up to one at the time for Anthony Richardson before we went on that run? Well, if the prices are the same box, everybody else, why out. not? And that's what they did. Right, and Trust me, I think their ideal scenario is still to convince Houston they might be taking Bryce Young and then try to move down one spot, take the quarterback they want anyway, get more capital. I just well, think everybody – That was it, the rumor. But, it, but it's been that the was, worst kept secret. So, no, no, like, agree, but that was the rumor. After they made yeah. the trade, all those reports started to be floated about this idea of, oh, they might not stay at number one. Everyone was like, huh? And you've laid out the exact scenario that they're looking for. They are trying to convince Houston specifically. And yes. we'll talk about them more to, on tomorrow's show when we talk about the number two overall pick. But the idea there being convince Houston that we're taking their guy, the only guy that they like, to get them to do the uh, the Bears 49ers Mitchell Trubisky move yep. to move up and get your guy. That's what, the, that's what they're trying to do. The problem is everybody knows what they're trying to do. Now, it doesn't mean right. they won't take Bryce. I, I think they have a better shot of taking Bryce now than they did when they made the trade. And, you know, it's look at that as Bryce is the clear second favorite right now. He's anywhere from plus 200 to plus 275. Uh, right now, Bovada is actually offering you the best price at, at plus 275 to be the number one overall pick. I, I think there's a reasonable chance he's going to be that option. He really helped us off at his pro day because we all know about the size concerns. And it obviously there's the, I think it's actually ranked this way. It is a weight concern one, height concern two, 
is the arm above average three. I think if you were to list the order of concern and the magnitude in which teams would have a worry about Bryce Young, that was the three. And I think at least that number three one has been dispelled a little bit, at least at least in the mind of the people that went to his pro day at Alabama. Like for multiple teams talk about how they did not realize that he was going to be uh, have that strong of an arm. I know for a fact, I'll say, I know for a fact, as of the combine, I should be very, I want to be very clear. I want you to call, no, I want you <laughs> to call good. me out on this because I don't, I don't want That's to be great one of these. Contextualizing of well, the situation. Uh, again, goes back to what I said earlier. I don't want to pretend to be a fake insider. I want you to know what I know that I can say, but understand that like things change and I'm not pretending like I'm Adam Schefter or anything. As of the combine, Bryce Young was the QB one on at least two teams' boards that I was aware of. And it was the Houstons and the Raiders. So is he on more teams' boards now after that pro day? Could he be number one on Carolina's board? I think there's a very decent chance he could be. Is he still the number one quarterback on Houston and Vegas's board after the other pro days? Right there, yeah. from the, the moment in time where you get that information, a lot has changed, and yeah. that about that yeah. is when we talked at the top of the show about this being chaotic and this being a little bit of a silly season because there's so uncertainty and that there has been uncertainty throughout this process. Every piece of data could change the equation. Yes. We're not saying it has changed the equation, but, but it, could. it could change the equation, and, and we don't know at this point the way these teams feel. And to that point, Chris, there are different QB1s across the league right now. There is not a consensus number one quarterback in this class, which is why we have this chaos at the one pick, which is why it makes this betting market so intriguing to me. And quite frankly, why I think this betting market is so attractive. Because they right now, the odds are so heavily skewed in CJ Stroud's favor when I don't feel like he has this leg up on the field that there's some really interesting betting opportunities. And let's get into the second guy is Anthony Richardson, who has, to me, I guess the third guy, Anthony Richardson, who's got the most wide-ranging odds, plus 400 to plus 1,000, depending on the book you use to be the number one pick. FanDuel right now has that plus 1,000, which is a 10 to 1 to be the number one pick in the draft. I think there's some value there if you're looking you're looking to bet on a guy because – you know, I, I've we've heard rumors that you know does, does Steichen look at him like a quote unquote? This was the phrase that was used more athletic Jalen Hurts, and is that somebody that he can you know try to you know build around? Well, that'd be at four. But what does Frank Reich think? Is it going to be a similar type thing with a quarterback first right. coach? Does he have that sort of feeling? about Anthony Richardson. You know, what does David Tepper think? What does Scott Fitterer think? To me, they, there's been these rumors that they've, you know, look, you, you're hearing a lot of interesting leaks from people that are really tied in, Thomas Davis and Steve Smith Sr., who, yes, they're former players, but they are really, really tied in to the higher-ups inside of that Panthers organization. And they have had a fundamental switch in the last 10 days to really pushing Anthony Richardson. And so that becomes a really interesting nugget on my front of they have been pushing back against this guaranteed Stroud or Young conversation the most and most vocally and doing it front facing. I think there's a money making opportunity here for betters, especially if you're looking to do like a uh, you know a smaller bet. If you're only going to if you're not going to do hedging, and we could talk all a lot about how you can do different. Bet, bets around the draft because all I do is would hedge. you be would you be an expert in this in this regard an expert in this too much too much and I'll explain some of that at the end of the show I but, have the I have the last chart you sent me of what oh, you were changed. rooting for on draft night and yeah, I'm it's assuming changed. it's changed about 30 times since yeah. the last the last time I got that chart 
we'll, we'll break that down a little bit at the end of the show uh, of the hedging aspects of, of this. But to me, if you're looking for a potentially really strong return on, on a low dollar bet, um, the next two guys are really interesting. But Richardson in particular of I think he's got a very, very realistic chance. And that you said you can get him up at 10 to one right now. And that's at FanDuel is offering the best odds. So I'm really intrigued by that one. And if you had to ask me today, if I had to okay. guess today. I would list Richardson as my favorite if I had so to right, guess so, right okay. this second. All right. Let me, let me, let me, I'll set the stage here. All right? This is my role here on the show. Right now, the betting markets overall, on average, have it broken down in this regard. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. In that order from the favorite to the, uh, the most underdog of underdogs being Will Levis. That is the sportsbook's. Uh, assertion of the way things are breaking down. If we had the Jamie Eisner big board of how he would currently handicap things the way they stand, you uh, clearly you just gave you gave away the goose there. You said Anthony Richardson would be number one. Yeah. But what would the rest of that list look like? We have Richardson one, Bryce Young two, um, and then I would say Stroud three, Levis four. But those two being very close to each other, so I do not have Levis ha- as the distant four that the books do. I think he's very much still in the mix. So you have a clear, clearly you have a different number one. You have CJ going all the way down to three, and you have Levis closing the gap more so than he is. What are his current odds? We didn't get to him. What are his current odds? Yeah, and this is it, one of those ones where if you're like, look, I only want to put five or ten bucks on something, then I want to just take, you know, have a moonshot. It's Levis because right now he's anywhere between thirty-three and fifty to one. DraftKings and FanDuel right now both have him at fifty to one. I, I mean, I, I just to me, there's just value there. Because that's I don't, price too. That's price too low for me. Correct. Like that's that feel like I would agree with you that I wouldn't pick Levis like right now to be the favorite. But like I can sit here and envision the card being submitted that says Will Levis quarterback Kentucky the number one pick. This is I'll give you a perfect example. This is not Hendon Hooker level of yes. surprise to me. Will Levis being the number one pick would be a very clear outcome. I think. When looking at this. And, and it's one that I think is a very real possibility of happening because at the end of the day, the person that gets to make the final decision is the owner. And we have seen owners step in and make these calls before. And there's been strong connections between Levis and Tepper, Levis's style and Frank Reich's style. Like I could see this happening. Again, I don't think he should be the favorite by any means, but these odds are not in my mind indicative of the very real chance that he's Carolina's pick. At one, and so to me, this is where these markets get really interesting because I I like all of the underdogs at this stage. I like all of the plus odds, and I'm kind of essentially fading Shroud because I don't, I just I don't like this the minus four hundreds and some of the stuff I'm seeing. Like I don't think there's there's that much confidence inside the league that there is in the betting spaces, and the betting spaces don't know any better at this point. They're rea- at at this stage in the process because I've been it's I reactionary. Talk to uh, that are in, that are in the back offices of these platforms. I won't say which ones, but but not David Tepper, but not David Tepper. Well, no, no, no I'm talking about inside these betting organizations oh. and those that oh, set okay. the lines and the book managers and, and whatnot. And it's all reactionary at this point. It's all, you know. Look, we saw the Josh McCown clip of you know when you will when you come play or when you buy, when you come here and the odds shifted. And if I see another Josh McCown <laughs> clip that impacts the betting odds, it'll be what. And I, I love listen. There's nobody that loves Josh McCown more than me. The dude was on my team, okay? But I, I'm sorry if we are going to let these clips – who's 
he's 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 probably going to be a great quarterback coach. He probably does have some level of influence. But if I am if I am power ranking the influence chart, uh, Josh McCown very low on the list of his influence Correct. in the decision. So if we're going to let that influence our betting markets, our betting odds. I'm skeptical, very skeptical. Exactly. And I've had this conversation in our TDM Premium Discord, which for those of you that aren't in it, please join TDM Premium to run our Discord. We have very good conversations in there. But this is the point I said. Josh McCown isn't the one making this decision. Does he get to have a voice in the room? Sure. But his voice in the room is very, very small compared to the other decision makers. And ultimately, it's going to be what the GM and really what the owner signs off on. So just because Josh McCown said stuff that you didn't like about like Will Levis or some others in a video he did when he was in media doesn't mean anything. Like I hate to break it to everybody. It doesn't well, mean anything. Let me give you a perfect example. Could could this be a possible outcome? Could Frank Reich like Will Levis while Josh McCown doesn't? Is that is that within the realm of possibility? Sure, absolutely. And so, if that is if that is within the realm of possibility, then guess what? Frank Reich says going to matter a little bit more than Josh McCowan. So Frank Reich, when he goes uh, to Scott Fitter and David Tepper and says, "I like this guy," that's going to weigh more than what Josh McCowan said when he was there a member of the media. I'm sorry, it just is seven or eight, if not more, people in the room that have a stronger voice and a stronger opinion that mean more than what Josh McCowns is going to be. Just it is what it is. It's the hierarchy of how these organizations work. So, I, I mean, it, it's nice to know who McCown might like, but that, that's not how this works. If he was, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me play out a scenario where I would value this more. If he was a veteran coach who had been at multiple stops and had had a proven track record of give this guy a quarterback, he can mold a player and can bring them to great success, right? That would, I could then value that a little bit more. Josh McCown is a rookie quarterback coach. Correct. That, that's what I'm saying. So, and a quarterback coach. I can't, not a I can't get there. Not a head coach, not assistant head coach, not head, not head of talent scouting, not assistant general manager, not general manager, not owner. It's a QB coach. Like, let's relax. Those guys what if Thomas Brown likes a different quarterback than Josh McCown does? I'm just looking at the coaching staff and all the people that I think I would I would rank higher. This decision over this decision gets made by three people, and with this order of authority, the owner, okay. the general manager, yep. and the head coach. I agree. And ultimately, if they're not aligned, the one that's higher up on the chart gets to make the call. That's how this works. By the way, I just want Sorry. to say once again, because I have it up here on the screen, I love the Panthers coaching staff. I'm just looking yeah, at it again because like I've got it about. open. And that's not what we're doing here on the show today. But holy smokes, what a coaching staff that they put together. But yeah, I think I think even like like Thomas Brown and Jim Caldwell are going to have a bigger say than Josh will. Sure. And they all have less of a say than those other three people. Like the, the, the reality situation but is we're allowing, but we're allowing this to violently change the odds in the if, direction one way or the other. If Josh McCown would have fulfilled the prophecy and became the Texans head coach, it would hold more water than I would say that is a very serious consideration of what he's he head said, coach of the team, but not as a, but he's a QB coach, right? With a head coach that is known for working with quarterbacks. The decision's not going to be Josh McCown. That doesn't mean they won't pick CJ Stroud. He is very much in the mix with all these other quarterbacks, as we just talked about my confidence rankings. But they're not picking or not not picking somebody because of Josh McCown's video that he did or his opinion. They will listen, but he doesn't get to make that decision. Right, and maybe he can convince uh, Frank that that's the direction to go in. 
But I, I just I'm I'm not of the belief that his, that his opinion. And again, I like Josh a lot. I think he's gonna be a great coach. But I'm just I'm skeptical of the of the idea of his his position on these quarterbacks violently changing the markets as much as we've seen. Yes. Now maybe that just goes to show you the chaotic nature of this entire thing that nobody knows anything and they're trying to leap on to whatever thing is possible to get this right. That's probably what's going on here. And again. It's all at this juncture speculation. There yeah. is nothing that is pointing us in the direction. Jamie, you put together your list of the way that you see it. Again, I still think I would put uh, either CJ or Bryce in that number one spot if I was making a list. But guess what? We have no inclination what Carolina is doing because every name has been linked to them in some capacity. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this really exciting and what, and what makes this betting market really interesting right now. Because we were talking about hedging and all those other conversations – I think one of the best things you can do is, and again, hopefully you started early, but even if not, you're still early enough because these are still value. Gonna, they're going to shift. You pointed out there's I value did, all over the place right now. And there's, they're going to shift a lot and they're going to shift a lot once we get to the week of the draft. So this is a really good opportunity for you if you're looking to get in on say, especially if you're looking to get in on Bryce or Richardson or Levis to get some bets in now. And you can always put yourself in a position to hedge where if we get some more information, if odds change, like I didn't have a lot on Bryce Young at all until he became, because he was the heavy favorite. He was sitting in this spot until the Bears made the trade. Then all of a sudden he went from minus 300, minus 400 to plus 200, plus 300, plus 400. And that's when I got a little bit in on that market. And if you get on it, like on the Richardson market or Levis, and there's some hype on them later on that move the other guys' odds because they're at 10 to 1 or 33 to 1 or 50 to 1, you can then take some of that potential winning pot that you would get if it's one of those guys and stick it on a Bryce Young or if CJ Stroud comes off of being a favorite and stick it there and kind of give yourself an opportunity where you can win money if a combination of two or any combination of three guys go with the number one pick and you really give yourself – Obviously, you tie up your money for the rest of the month and you know you, you, you limit the potential upside, but you also really limit the potential downside as well. I would like to share before we get into what you currently have and the hedging that you were, have, have been doing in this regard. I want to, I think, emphasize the point that we've been making here with a practical example. You sent me a message and I, I'm lucky enough to have the timestamps here. Okay. You sent me a message on March 22nd. 2023 at 5.03 p.m. my time. That is 8 o'clock on the East Coast on March 22nd. And you said that the pre all of the quarterback pro days, this is the way it stood. Stroud was minus 160. Bryce was plus 160. Richardson was plus 450. Levis was plus 3,000. After C.J. Stroud's pro day, this is what happened to the odds. Stroud went to minus 320. Bryce went to plus 300. Anthony Richardson went to plus 750. Will Levis went to plus 5,500. One pro day did that to the odds. Correct. And then I literally bet on everybody that wasn't C.J. right after that. Now, I will tell you, I'm trying to scroll up to find the last – so I, we well, can I'll, document I'll the last screenshot that I have from you of where you were from a hedge perspective. Because you keep me updated on this on on a regular basis, you just like will message me and be like, okay, yeah, here like here's where we're at. Draft props. You've got a, yeah, yeah, I just get the screenshots of that 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 say what you've had. I'm trying to find the most recent one. It's been a while, so this is probably not yeah, going to it, be. It's definitely any, has changed. I, I now have it. March 10th is the last update that I, you gave me and these, on what each quarterback pen, would net you. Pretend, in terms these are of winnings. Profit. These are not what I've bet on. Right. It. These are these are potential winnings. 
Are you comfortable with me sharing these numbers? Sure. And I'll correct you because okay. they've changed. Okay. So on March 10th, yes. you gave me that if Will Levis was the number one overall pick, you would net 14.1K. Okay. Now it's now 15.2. So there has been some more bets put on Will Levis then. Anthony Richardson was was a a profit of thir- of three hundred and thirty dollars, eight point four k. Okay, so okay, okay. You can see so, where. Uh, let me get through all of this. I, we, we're going to get through all of this, and then I'm going to need an explanation. As you can see, where I put more. Okay. okay, we'll talk about this. S- Bryce Young would net you a grand total of twenty two dollars. Uh, one point three k. Okay, so a lot has happened here. Now, now this is where I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. C.J. Stroud. At the time, would if he was the number one pick, it would lose you six hundred and seventy-eight dollars. So there's a bias here of why yeah, you're this, getting CJ going yeah, number one. Th- yeah, minus three K. So okay, so there is a clear bias that's, here that's of you head. need anybody but CJ. Anybody Correct. but CJ. But it's not a bias, it's what I think. And, and and this is I think this is Chris is a classic case of putting my money where my mouth is, which is where a lot of people don't want to do that. What uh, happened? I, when when did the Anthony Richardson bets go in? This had to be it was his post pro day? No, it, it well, it's when his odds started really shifting. Because once his odds went started going, because I know when you read that it was like plus seven fifty, but they started going eight to one, nine to one, ten to one. And that's when I started. That was the day of the trade. More. I've actually I've actually now remembered that's the day the Carolina Panthers traded up to the number one pick. Yeah. That was the last update I've had. Think of everything that's happened between Correct. Th- that and now. Correct. And so I think to me, it's why I pointed out earlier that I think right now, Anthony Richardson is probably my favorite play given the, given the odds that he's at. Uh, but yeah, a lot more went on him. I sprinkled a little bit on Will Levis when he got to like 55 again. I, I just, out of respect for, I don't, I think that's numbers wrong. Uh, Bryce, I hit when he was at 375, 400, because I felt that was all like, that was an overreaction. And because that was, I hit that literally right after CJ's pro day. Because I knew that they would CJ would do his pro day, all the odds would shift, and they would shift back a little bit once everybody else had their pro days. So I that's that was like the perfect window for me because I've been fading CJ from the start. Like I just so I don't now, think he's going to be the pick. Correct me if I'm wrong. These these potential winnings would include the losses you would take in other areas. Correct. Right. It is a total. It is, it is a, a net, net number. It is a net profit, okay. or in the case of CJ Stroud, a net loss. <laughs> So I, I so if if you're really I, astute, you could figure out how much money has been bet across those four quarters. Sure, that's if, that's but, a level of math that I'm not. But interested if you want to if you so. want to do that math in your head, yeah. it's actually not as crazy as it sounds. But I'll just leave that up to people that want to do that. But you no, I, to math, me, yeah. it, and it's not. Look, if I'm wrong, I end up being wrong. But I'm putting my money where my mouth is, and I have for months on this. And I, and I think that's the key point here. If I'm not just coming on and petitioning again, I don't have anything against CJ Stroud as a person. Never met the man except for the you know the combine you know where you're we're in a group setting i just don't believe he is the pick and i do not definitely do look if he was minus 150 minus 125 i'd be like okay you know what that's fine but ever since carolina traded for the pick it has been their act now let me break this down for a second i'm gonna i'm gonna pull out my handy dandy calculator here because we talk about these minus odds we talk about all this other stuff let's talk about what this actually means okay so Betters, when you when you get a minus four hundred line, okay, what the books are telling you is that there's an eighty percent chance. That's the implied odds. Eighty percent chance that CJ Stroud's number one pick. I, I just we can't live in that world right now. It's impossible. We cannot live in a world that we are eighty percent certain of anybody being the first overall pick. The Panthers are it. probably not eighty percent certain of who they're taking <laughs> right now, and that's not a joke. 
I'm not. So, I'm not, Jamie. I'm not eighty percent certain. Now I know this show's airing on Monday morning, but we're recording it Sunday night. I'm not eighty percent sure of what I'm gonna make for dinner, and I don't. I don't have a ton of things in my fridge to cook tonight. And, and, and like that's the thing for me is is we're, we're talking about this, and and I think that's why if if we were to say, let's just take the best odds, okay? Let's just take the best odds if you wanted to bet on any of these players right now, at your absolute best odds. What they are saying is C.J. Stroud has a 71% chance I'll be the number one pick at the best odds, at that minus 240. For Bryce Young, they're saying 33% chance at his best odds. Again, I want to say that that these are not equal 100, but these are best case scenarios. Anthony Richardson's best case scenario is 20%. Worst case scenario is nine. You're telling me Anthony Richardson has a nine- Percent chance? It, 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 we can't. We, I'm not, I, we're not living in that percent chance. Sorry, I, I, I that that's where I go into this of just that I I think this is the reason why I have so much in this fade Stroud conversation is that they've been overly confident since the second the Panthers trade went down that Stroud is going to be the pick, and I just don't think it warrants this level of confidence. So you've put your money where your mouth is. I'm sure throughout the course of this show and of the course of the coming days and weeks, you will update us here oh, on yeah. how this this uh, this goes out. I want to close to do this with everybody. I want to let you know what you can expect for the rest of the week here on this show as we get it as we get it going. And I'm here to tell you some of these episodes are going to be 35, 40 minutes. Some of them, Jamie and I are going to go for an hour and 15 because we're just going to go on all these tangents. But first episode, we want to set the stage of what you can anticipate here moving forward. So today, a conversation about who's going to go with the number one overall pick. If you thought that was chaotic, if you thought that was uncertainty, tomorrow on the show, we're going to discuss who's going to be the second overall pick and what those odds look like Wednesday you guessed it the third overall pick and those odds and how that breaks down and that's where you're going to start to see more players that are are non-quarterbacks get into the mix and right so that's going to be you want to talk about some galaxy brain ideas going up on the whiteboard that's going to be Wednesday show Uh, and then on Thursday and Friday we are going to get into uh, the win totals have started to release for some of the teams here uh, for the 2023 season. So we are going to go through division by division, discuss what the teams have done so far, what we think they could potentially add here with the draft, and then where we where we feel uh, they fit with their win total. So the AFC East on Thursday and the NFC East on Friday. And then, as you guessed it, we're going to continue to go through uh, those teams over the coming weeks. So again, a jam-packed first week of this show, uh, looking at the first three picks here over the next couple of days and then getting into some win totals. And uh, of course, if breaking news or any sort of information uh, changes the, the the math here, changes the numbers. We will obviously bring that to you here uh, on a da- daily basis. So really excited uh, to have you guys join us here on this journey. And uh, we would appreciate it if you would rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, your family, your loved ones about the show. Uh, we're here to have a lot of fun, talk about some gambling, talk about the NFL draft, talk about football. So it should be a lot of fun. We are looking forward to it uh, a lot. So each and every day, this podcast in your podcast feed, prospects and props. We thank you for joining us here on the first edition of the show. Everybody, have a great rest of your Monday. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.